This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're going to talk some money and politics with Monica Crowley, former Assistant Secretary of the Treasury author and columnist, and runs the Monica Crowley podcast. It is the most exclusive podcast in America. And Steve Moore, Freedom Works, Committee to Unleash Prosperity Hotline, and his great radio show, More Money, WABC, follows this show on most of these very same stations. Well, welcome, kids. Monica Crowley, welcome. I want to ask you a simple question. Isn't it time to just throw TikTok out of this country? (laughs) Well, it's great to be back with you, Larry, as always, and with our dear friend Steve Moore. What a treat on a Saturday afternoon. And to answer your question about TikTok, yes, (laughs) absolutely, we need to dispense with TikTok. It's long past time. You know, the uh, Chinese have been very, very clever over many decades with what they call unrestricted warfare against the United States and the West. Our enemies always tell us who they are, what they believe, and what they intend to do. And back in the 90s, they talked about unrestricted warfare, political, economic, military, cultural. But one of the things that we didn't see coming from the CCP were these kinds of uh, surveillance apps that would be highly addictive, would lock in our young people um, in droves and addict them to the kind of uh, content that they're putting out. And uh, they have uh, really fashioned TikTok into a Trojan horse. Mm. This is a weapon. This is a surveillance tool of the CCP. And for people, especially young people, Larry and Steve, who say, hey, I'm nobody prominent. I don't really care if the Chinese have all of my data. What do I care? Well, you should care because we are in a soft, cold war with the Chinese that is rapidly accelerating and may very well go kinetic very soon, whether it's over Taiwan or even over the United States homeland. We see spy balloons and everything else. Um, So we know that the Chinese are really ramping up uh, for war with the United States, a hot war. So you should care, and everybody should be taking TikTok off their phone immediately. And I do believe that there is bipartisan support, Larry and Steve, for a nationwide ban on TikTok. I hope so. I think you're right about the surveillance app. I think that's a key point. I mean, Steve Moore, you know, ByteDance is up to its eyeballs. ByteDance that owns TikTok is up to its eyeballs uh, in the Chinese Communist Party's, you know, military system, surveillance system, uh, as Monica suggested. And the other point is you can't, first of all, they don't want to sell. I mean, the Chinese said this this week. So they had their lobbyists go on the hill and try to sweet talk everybody. I think the guy failed miserably. Uh, actually, they came over to Fox. He came to Fox. I, I couldn't do it because uh, I had some <laughs> I had some commitments. But um, I want to throw him out. And on Monica's point about surveillance, you know, the surveillance. You know, they it's not only um, personal information. 
It's who you are, where you are. It's geographic information. They love geographic information. This is what Huawei tried to do uh, with our military bases before we threw Huawei out. And, of course, they send the kids really bad messages, all these stories about uh, TikTok app kids uh, who do very bad things and who get hurt and who die. So I just, I mean, there should be a universal effort to get rid of TikTok, Steve Moore. Well, I very, very seldomly disagree with you and Monica, but um, I'm very pro-choice when it comes to TikTok. If people want to, I know my wife, she she's on that, that app all the time. Um, and people should be aware of all the problems. And by the way, I completely agree with you about the threats from China. There's no question about it that we are in a cold war and maybe soon a hot war with China. Um, but, you know, this, this surveillance information, guess what? Google has that. Apple has it. Um, and so if you're worried about people's um, civil liberties and things, it's not just TikTok. It's all of these um, technologies that have this kind of application. So do I want to ban TikTok? No, I don't. But I do want people to be aware of, uh, um, of you know, the dangers that you're talking about. Um, but let, let consumers decide. But remember, just one point, Google and Apple aren't Chinese communist countries. That is companies. true. That is true. I mean, and, you know, you and I, Larry, have had this conversation. Big, that's a big I, I issue. I think the only way that, China, that TikTok will be able to go forward as, you know, this is a company that has, you know, a $100 billion valuation is if they completely – um, have the Chinese divest and then the ownership of it. But um, for one reason or another, they don't want to do that. So it's a complicated issue to me, and I, I will uh, agree that you know a lot more about it than I do, Larry, because you, you were in some of those CFIUS meetings, yep. as I recall. Yep. So, you know, so that's my position. Monica, I mean, I don't know if you've studied it, but I want to tell you, we looked at we, the Trump administration – uh, which want to get rid of it. We looked at the idea, which was proposed by some people in the private sector. You know, if you could just sell ByteDance, everything would be okay. But everything's not okay because TikTok is wired through software, and Chinese will never let go of that. They will never let go of that. And we had people, we had companies like Microsoft looking at it, and they couldn't figure out how to do it. Now, maybe some genius could figure out how to disconnect it from China. But I have my doubts, and I don't know why we would take that risk. Yeah, you're exactly right. And remember, I was at Treasury at the time that CFIUS, uh, the, the CFIUS review was underway. Larry, you were in all of those meetings, Secretary Mnuchin, et cetera. Yep. And it, it is a very complicated issue because the Chinese have really crafted a sophisticated Trojan horse here mm. with TikTok. So these conversations did happen in the latter part of the Trump administration with companies like Microsoft and Oracle yep. as well. Ari yep. Ellison uh, yep. sort of stepped up and said, look, I, I'll take a close look at this. But the algorithms, the software, it's also intricately tied. Mm-hmm. Even with American ownership, there's no real guarantee, or at least we couldn't figure out a real guarantee to make sure it was an American company and and with a lock on it so there was no backdoor way for the CCP and the PLA to gain access to all of that data. This is a really, really serious issue. Chinese are extremely clever. And keep in mind, guys, you know, I, I am a libertarian about this stuff too, Steve, but nobody saw this kind of technology coming, you know, and you wouldn't right. want to give our premier enemy a real backdoor. In China, 
TikTok, especially as it's targeted to their youth, is full of rainbows and puppies. The content on the TikTok that they are feeding into our children is really, really destructive. It's addictive and it's destructive. So this is a way for them to really undermine our youth, undermine the next generations. And it's just another huge lever for them to try to take down the United States. I mean, Steve, it's like it's, it's not like it's just, you know, playing music. It's mm-hmm. it's it's I mean, it's it's more it's not even it, it is a surveillance device. You know, we looked at some of these. Uh, Monica talked about um, the algorithms. There's there's a word, a technological word called virtualization, which has to do with a lot of this. Uh, has to do with G three, uh, with G five, five G, but it also has to do uh, with these um, uh, surveillance systems, sound systems, where you cannot. In other words, the rapid, rapid computerization is so closely connected to the content producer and the part of the system that communicates it, that you cannot separate them anymore. You could separate them once upon a time, but you cannot. The speed is so fast, and it is virtual, and it's like there's no – you can't even take a breath. And that's why selling t- – I mean, maybe, you know, maybe Oracle could figure out some way to, to separate it out effectively mm-hmm. in a, you know, the system sense – uh, in the algorithm sense, but they couldn't. I don't know. When we looked at it two years ago, they couldn't. They were willing to try and they're willing to invest money in it, but they couldn't. I haven't seen anything in the testimony uh, mm-hmm. that suggests that's changed. I mean, it, when Monica calls TikTok a Trojan horse, I think she's got it. I mean, I think that nails it. It's a Trojan horse. Yeah. The big question here, you know, is whether this rapid technology and movement towards artificial intelligence and all of these things are going to be pro-freedom or uh, endangerments to our freedom. And Mm. by the way, I don't even want the United States government to have all of this information about me and my whereabouts. And so uh, I I guess my point is it's not just TikTok. We would have to worry about, I think it's Google and these other kinds. By the way, I'm very pro-technology. The only other thing I would say about this is, um, you know, there is, there's a lot of bad stuff on, on TikTok, but you know what? There's a lot of bad stuff on Facebook. There's a lot of bad stuff on a lot of these, you know, American companies. And I do agree as a parent of five kids that there is an addictive uh, feature to these to these games. And, and I find that really, really troubling. But I still think the parents are the one who should be kind of regulating this, not the government. Mm. Monica, before we take a break, I'll give you the last word. <laughs> Yeah, look, uh, we're we're fighting new kinds of wars in the 21st century, and, and not all of the aspects of this war with the CCP is direct and military and economic. Um, they found really clever ways to, to get into this country and take us down from within, which, remember, guys, all of this started as a KGB operation in the 1930s to infiltrate the United States and destroy us from within by grabbing control of all of the main pillars of American society and life including media, academia, the culture, Hollywood, etc. Soviet Union collapsed, and guess who stepped in and took over the project, the CCP. Uh, so I think we have to be really, really on point in terms of trying to anticipate what kinds of threats 
the CCP is coming at us with because it, they won't but, all be obvious. Like today. By the way, I'm reading uh, Spy Among Friends by McIntyre, and I'm watching it on TV. It's just absolutely – it's about the Kim Philby story. It's absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love I love spy stories anyway. I don't I don't like technology. I just like old fashioned spy stories. But I still, <laughs> but I still want to, I still want to get rid of TikTok. Anyway, Monica Crowley and Steve Moore stay with us. Got uh, we'll be right back after this quick message. Larry Kudlow. From Wall Street to the White House. This is the Larry Kudlow show. Welcome back folks. I'm here with Monica Crowley, former Assistant Secretary of the Treasury author of the Monica Crowley podcast and Steve Moore of FreedomWorks and the Committee to Unleash Prosperity and More Money, which follows on most of these stations. Um, Let's just take something else here. Alvin Bragg or not, uh, documents, classified documents or not, J6 uh, special counsel or not, uh, Donald Trump's polls are rising. (laughs) <laughs> they're right and they're rising a lot and it's a very interesting story and joe biden's polls are falling and they're falling a lot in fact there was a big story about the wall street journal university of chicago poll about pessimism remarkable pessimism under biden so steve moore what do you make of this trump polls are like shooting up it's all very interesting um, I think people are being reminded of how unfairly Donald Trump has been treated um, by the media and by the government and his his uh, left wing critics from the day he came down that escalator. He's never really had a fair shake in the media. We talked a little bit about this last week on your show. But, you know, the first two years of his presidency was totally dominated by one story in the media, and that was the Russia collusion hoax. Mm-hmm. Which they never. By the way, they, Monica, have they ever apologized for that? I don't think never, so. never. And they've <laughs> all kept their Pulitzer prizes as well. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. You know, I think people uh. are, you know, people who are just, you know, Trump is obviously a very polarizing figure. There are people like me who love him and then there are my family members who hate him. But um, I think Americans are fair minded people for the most part. And they see how absurd and outrageous this is. And these these. Um, Hate Trump people, they can't stop themselves. He's been out of office for two years, and all they think about is Donald Trump. Mm. That's right. That's about right. That's about right. That's, and every word he says, and everything he sends out. Uh, but Monica, I think there's. I'm reading this uh, poll about the incredible pessimism in America. Uh, most of that is centered around the economy and inflation, worries about the future. Not all of it. I mean, some of it was. Cultural, they don't want to send their kids to colleges anymore. But I think it has something to do with inflation and the economy, Monica, and maybe other things that Trump, you know, he did it once. Maybe he can do it a second time. Actually, Donald Trump brought back the U.S. economy twice before so he could do it a third time. Mm. Remember, he brought it back when he first came in into the presidency, and then he brought it back after the unprecedented wholesale shutdown of the U.S. economy after COVID. Remember, when he turned over this U.S. economy to Joe Biden, it was about, what, 6% growth? Um, So we were booming back, and inflation was at 1.4%. So he handed him a very strong, growing rebound, and, of course, Biden and the Democrats torpedoed it on purpose. The, The other point, too, about a thriving economy is 
you know, prior to Donald Trump, we had to reach back in memory to the Reagan years for a really strong, booming economy, right? Well, now people only have to reach back two, two and a half years to remember what it was like under President uh, Trump with all of the pro-growth economic policies from tax cuts, regulatory relief, fair trade deals, unleashing our great energy sector, all the great stuff that the two of you worked on um, as economic advisors and then what we worked on at Treasury. People don't have to go back that far. It was their lived experience just, you know, two, two and a half years ago. So I think that contrast is really stark in most people's minds. And now they can't afford a dozen eggs. You want to pay $25 to make yourself an omelet at home? It's absolutely insane. Gas prices, home heating, fuel, energy, Mm. all of it across the board that directly affect the American people every single day, their cost of living, their quality of life. And then you add that to crime well, and cities and collapse well, in the wide me, open border, and people have had enough. Let me get Steve Moore. One one part of this polling story, though, is that Trump seems to be pulling away from the rest of the Republican field, mm-hmm. including mm-hmm. Governor DeSantis. I don't have any against Governor DeSantis. I'm just saying DeSantis has a book tour, goes around the country, does a lot of Fox uh, News interviews, and his numbers went down. Trump's numbers went up. And um, I find that surprising. Yeah, look, I'm I'm not picking a winner this time. I yeah. mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm going to be pretty neutral in this, although I, I do have a great, great personal affection for Donald Trump. Um, it is interesting. And, you know, look, DeSantis had a huge, huge victory this week, gigantic victory. Um, they got universal school choice done mm. in three weeks in Florida, which is an issue you know, we've been working on as a movement for 40 years. And so um, he has a great, great list of accomplishments. I think he made a big mistake. Larry in attacking Trump this mm-hmm. week. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I just yeah. I think, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it was stupid. Don't get in the sewer you know, with Trump. And so I think that. Uh, but look, I want to see them all on the stage, mm-hmm. just like we did in 2016. And let's see how they perform. You know, let's see. You know, we've got a lot of great Republican governors. We've got a lot of, you know, uh, so I just want to see this thing played out. But I'll tell you, there is a massive <clears throat> Uh, you know, the Coke Network and uh, other groups that I won't mention, they're completely infatuated and obsessed with stopping Trump. Right. And the more they kind of gang up on him, right. the more real middle class Americans say, we're not going to have these millionaires and billionaires tell us who our candidate is. Yep. Uh, so it's going to be really an interesting thing to see. And look, I do worry as a Republican that uh, whether Trump could win. Given, you know, there are so many independents who've turned against them, but let's see it play out. But we all want, and this is the last thought for here. Yeah. We want to see them, all right, on stage, as you say. What is their economic platform? Right. Yep. Be- because, you know, you, yeah. you read this Wall Street Journal story uh, with the University of Chicago poll about over incredible pessimism. Most of it, two-thirds of it, 65%, I think they said 67% is about inflation in the economy. So, Monica, I want to see, a, you know, a fair fight. What is the economic platform of all these candidates, Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, uh, Nikki Haley, whoever's in the race? And I think that's going to be very, very important for Republican voters and for independent voters and for all voters. It's going to be critical. And look, you do have successful governors like Ron DeSantis Mm -hmm. who have presided over thriving states. 
But here again, Donald Trump has a huge advantage because four years of president delivered a booming economy. And he did it through, like we said, those those pro-growth economic policies that people really benefited from across the board. This was a very inclusive boom. It was a blue collar boom. It raised all ships. Uh, African-Americans, Latinos, women, Americans with disabilities, historically low unemployment rates. So all Donald Trump really has to do on the economy is basically stand there, point to his record. No, no, no. He's got it. Catastrophic record. No, no, no. I don't agree. I'm going to do it again. He can. Yes, he he should. By the way, he should have been pointing to his great achievements the last two years. But he's going to have to give a future agenda, Steve Moore. He's going to have to, you know, on spending on trade, on taxes, there are issues. You know there are issues. Uh, He's very much of a protectionist, and he does not have a good record on federal spending. He has a fabulous record on cutting taxes and cutting regulations, Uh, maybe not so much on the dollar, but you see where I'm going. And and also I've not heard, Ron, Governor DeSantis on economic agenda. I'm waiting to hear. I just don't know, and I, I, I think, right. you know, I agree with Monica on the achievements part, but I think the country wants to look forward, right? Forward. What are you going to do? No one knows for sure. Uh, this is a Kellyanne Conway issue. She sees it in her polling, for example. I think it's part of this uh, Wall Street Journal thing. The future looks pessimistic now. You've got to change that in order to win, Steve. Yeah, I, I think you put it very well the other day on your show that Americans are just unhappy. Right. That's <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. The they're unhappy and, campers. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not um, they're not stupid. They mm-hmm. see the the path that we're on. You know, so when Biden is going out on this big victory tour mm-hmm. this week on the economy, I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, when you've got one out of three Americans who think the country's headed in the right direction, you're going to go out and, and have a mission accomplished. That's absurd. I do worry a little bit, Larry. Again, I love Trump, but I didn't like his his uh, his message on trade. Right. Came out with it was very protectionist, right. and I know my friend, our mutual friend, Art Laffer, was not happy about that either. So, can you please steer him back? Well, he, the, you know, I, you know, in the, there's a difference between China trade and rest of the true. world trade. That's and true. And it's rest of the world trade that I do worry about. Yeah, Monica, no, you know, Manushin and I, we were uh, always worried uh, about global trade deals, right? And yeah. China's one thing, but the rest of the I, I don't want a wall of protectionism. At least, yeah. Um, but but remember, remember the president went. President Trump went in and negotiated better trade deals with Japan, with South Korea, yep. and he yes. was working on one yes. with Great Britain as well. So look, I I don't think you're going to get Trump off of that because it's so intrinsic to his America First platform, right. protecting the American people, the American worker, and manufacturing Cut and taxes. bringing it back here. Cut taxes and good things will happen. Monica Crowley, thank you very much. Steve Moore, thanks, folks. Steve Moore's Moore's Money on up next on a lot of these stations, and I'm Cudlow. Back next weekend. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Cudlow Show.